0: Good morning, and welcome to Wednesday, October second, here on When I Rise. We are currently in Year C, Proper twenty-two, or the seventeenth Sunday after Pentecost, and we're going to take a secondary Old Testament passage today, which is in the book of Habakkuk or Habakkuk. Uh, verses one through four of chapter one and verses one through four of chapter two. So I will read those verses and I'll provide just a bit of reflection over those verses. And we'll spend some time praying along the themes that we find there. So once again, thanks for being here this morning on When I Rise. Let's all pray together this morning. Habakkuk chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 and chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. The prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you not why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked him and the righteous, so that justice is perverted. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me, and what answer I am to give to this complaint. The Lord replied, Write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time, it speaks of the end, and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it, it will certainly come and will not delay. See the enemy is puffed up, his desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by faithfulness. This is the word of God. Let me offer just a couple of observations and reflection points this morning as we look at the book of Habakkuk. Uh, Habakkuk is one of the writing prophets that we find in the Old Testament. And writing prophets were situated in an interesting time in Israel's history. Uh, many things were changing. It seemed like the ground beneath them was changing. Israel was a mature country and nation. Uh, they had uh, many different customs. They had a long history of kings and lineages of a dynasty. Uh, but outside nations began to war against them. And so uh, there's this interesting tension, a theological tension that they have to deal with. Why are we called God's people when so many hardships come our way? And how can we prove that we are God's people when it seems like other nations around us prosper or we come to ruin and desolation? And so what we find is Habakkuk is in the middle of these discussions. And um, he is what one would call the complaining prophet. And I think sometimes complaint is a a negative word in our connotation, and it's hard to be around complainers, and sometimes it's it's hard to be around complaining prophets. Um, But there's a kernel of truth, there's a kernel of understanding necessary in the midst of his complaints. Uh, I think Habakkuk was a faithful person, um, and he saw things clearly, and he was given an audience with God Almighty to to raise his voice, perhaps um, on behalf of everyone else in his community. And so what we find is that Habakkuk is this uh, pattern of Habakkuk's complaints and God's response? And through that, uh, truth is revealed and uh, promises are considered. So, what we find is that uh, in the first four verses of Habakkuk, we know that this is a prophecy. Uh, we know that Habakkuk has situated himself and he's asking for how long. He understands that at times hardships come to the people of God. But you'll notice in verse two, he says, How long must I call for help? And God doesn't seem to listen. He's crying out, There's violence in the land. and he, he's seeing some hardships and he knows things about God that if there are hardships that are abounding that God should do something about it and so I mean he feels like the law is paralyzed the justice never prevails and that the wicked are being able to take advantage of the righteous so we get to chapter 2 and uh, Habakkuk takes another complaint towards God and I love the imagery here. He says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. It's almost as if Habakkuk goes to a high place, like maybe he's a watchman in his community. And there's this peculiar language here, I will look to see what he will say to me. So he's looking for a vision and he's seeking to hear something that God will say, a bit of a, a, a mending together or a mingling of uh, senses here. He's watching to see what God will say. And uh, as he is waiting there, God responds to him in in verses 2 and following. God says he wants to give him a revelation that is meant to be written down because it's got to be considered again and again. And the punchline of it is a phrase that we hear again and again, that uh, the righteous person will live by faithfulness or the righteous will live by faith. This is a refrain that the Apostle Paul gives. Again and again, and so what can we say about these things? Um, I think we could say this: is that it's uh, it's okay in God's economy to raise our voices in complaint. Um, our, our our complaint, however, needs to be framed uh, with humility, uh, knowing that we don't see all things. Uh, just as the uh, there there's a, a group of teaching in the Old Testament community called the talmud and there's a talmudic saying that i've seen again and again that that applies to my life and to others is that we don't see things as they are we see things as we are everything that we observe and see is something that we put put ourselves in and so um, what i like about habakkuk's complaint is that he's writing from his experience but he's also giving god room to fill in the gaps on god's behalf that he doesn't have to speak on behalf of God, that God has his own observations. And so Habakkuk was patient enough to wait on God's response and God's own observations and God's revelation in the midst of what's going on in his world. And so I think that that's an important lesson for us is that we can raise our voices to God. We can make observations, but we also need to take a humble stance that we need to have what philosophers call epistemic humility, that we can only know what we can know. We don't know all things. And so as faithful people, we take a low posture. We humble ourselves. We, we bring ourselves low. We think of the words of the writer Ecclesiastes, where he says, God is in heaven. We're on earth. Therefore, let our words be few. So if you and I want to raise a complaint to God this morning, if we want to make an observation about life and uh, bring something to God's attention from our experience. We have the license to do so. But we also need to allow our words to be few so that God has room to speak and even to change our perspective about what we think we might see out there. So maybe we can pray about those things this morning. We can raise our voices to God take a humble stance so that God can speak to us in the midst of our spending time and mingling with Him in His presence. So let's spend some time praying to God this morning. Heavenly Father, as our soul rises to meet you this morning, we uh, take this moment to to be in the center of who you are, in the center of who we are. We understand that you meet us and that your grace has rescued us and pardoned us and you brought us into your family. And so as we raise our voices to you, we know that we don't raise a voice like a stranger to another stranger. Um, We thank you that your word tells us that we are, are in you and you are in us And that uh, we have joined that lovely three-in-one community of the Trinity. And So God, this morning, we have hearts filled with gratitude as our soul rises to meet you. And so God, as we look at uh, the panorama of scripture and the panorama of the faithful and all their different experiences, we thank you for uh, this unique experience of Habakkuk. Habakkuk lived in his zip code and he lived in his time. He wasn't one that was uh, pie in the sky. Um, who just assumed that everything was lovely and rosy, nor was he um, perpetually depressed and negative and pessimist. But We think that he inhabited a zip code. He was aware of the current moment and he was also aware of the truth of his religion, that he was aware of the truth of the revelation of who you are, that you're a gracious and compassionate God and that he was a part of your people. But he also understood that all was not right in the world and so you gave him license. To raise a complaint, and, and several of them, in the midst of his book, um, as we have it in the scripture text, and so God, this morning we thank you that we can stand shoulder to shoulder with him. That we inhabit a zip code, that we inhabit, a world that is not altogether right yet. But we thank you for the promises of Scripture that you're going to make everything right. That Jesus, you're going to be the reappearing King that puts all things in order and makes everything right and makes all things new. And so God, this morning we stand in that place with Habakkuk. We Um, trust in those promises. We trust in all the progress that you've made in our lives and the way in which you're mending the world around us. But we're also honest that we sense things are out of joint. And so God, this morning, we allow those complaints. We allow those, um, those anxieties that we have about the world around us, whether it be a relationship in our life or a misstep that we've made in our life or the events that we see in the world around us that hurt people, uh, decisions that are being made by the powerful, that leave others out. God, we allow those things to rise before you this morning. And we know that you're the good God who takes care of us and who loves the world and who's got a plan. And so God, this morning we raise our voices and we make ourselves low. We're reminded of the promise of scripture and the admonition toward a, towards us that you oppose the proud, but you give grace to the humble. So God, we choose to approach the humble King, the humble King that you are this morning with great humility. So as we raise our voices, we allow our words to be few because you're the God in heaven and we're here on earth. And so God, as we raise our voices and our concerns to you, we ask God that you conform them to the pattern of your plan. That as you change the world around us, you'd also change us, allow us to be more faithful. Allow us to embody your truth at a greater depth than we've ever experienced before up to this point. And so God, this morning, hear us, cause us to have the grace to be humble, and allow us to look out to the world around us, not with pessimism, not with disappointment, but with hope and optimism, knowing once again that you are our soon and coming King. So allow us to walk this whole day in front of us with your faithfulness, with gratitude, knowing that we were a part of your family. And that we could be about the Father's business. So, God empower us today to be people of peace, to be people of hope, to people be people of joy and encouragement as we seek to help mend the world around us. As we're on mission with you, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.